everybody, and welcome back to the most wonderful time of the year. It's the winter where nothing bad ever happens and everybody loves it and nobody gets seasonal depression or anything like that. And we get to talk about video games, video games like RPGs, because this is 99 Potions, the premier fanbite RPG podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steven Strum, once again, as usual, joined by Natalie Flores. Hi, are you just good at everything that you do? Like you just started belting out a song and I was like, oh my God, Steven is so good no. at singing. No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's a factually untrue. I did used to sing when I worked at the uh, grocery store as a bagger when we when the power would go out in the winter, actually, oh. if the power went out because the power lines went down and we had to work in the dark, um, pulling food out of the broken freezers to go move it into a better location so it didn't rot. I would sometimes sing during that, but that's about it. John, how about you? Do you sing a lot? John Warren, of course. I do sing a lot. I sing to myself. I sing to my dogs. Um, I sing to the the wonderful um, gods and goddesses that make it dark at 3 p.m. during the winter. Uh, it's just yeah. like the, the fucking best. Um, praise be to Kronos. Praise be to Kronos. Uh, please don't eat me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I do sing a lot. That's mm. uh, definitely a thing that I do. And so, I, you know, um, I, th- I used to be better at it. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think all be of us just be singer. better at stuff. Yeah, that's true. What is your favorite situation to sing in? Like for me, it's Ooh. a shower. Mm. I um, is it to your dogs? It's to my dogs, and it's while I'm cooking. Ooh, that's, because they can't like places. critique it. Um. Well, oh, oh, the dogs can't critique my singing. Yeah, they do. I can see it. They <laughs> 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 just start crying. Now, yeah, no, John, they, they, I can see it. <laughs> are you sure you're not confusing that with them begging for the food that you are at that moment cooking? Mm, see, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. But I, they put on their little puppy dog eyes when they want food, and mm. with the face that they make when I sing is more like a terror. Um, more like a, a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Uh, oh, at, okay. You know, sure, Eleven sure. p.m. on a UPN um, kind of face. So I would like, also please don't. Please, Dad, no, Dad, no! Please stop this. We are. We can hear things that you're doing with your voice that you're not aware of. <laughs> you don't even know how bad this is for us. Uh, I also feel like I would be remiss not to mention that our uh, wonderful podcast producer Jordan of the Fanbite Podcast Network is literally a musician and singer. Uh, so That's he true. says on stage. Oh, did you not know this? I did not. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan has a mixtape that you should go check out. Uh, I believe it's at lilljordo.com. So you should, okay. go do, you should go do that. Um, yeah. Yes. The first time yeah, I yeah. ever heard uh, Jordan's music was when Jordan got a job at Joystick, an old defunct yeah. uh, blog where he wrapped his application to the website and they hired him based on that. And I heard that application. Yeah. The, the first time I heard Jordan rap, because I had been told that Jordan raps. I was, I did that thing where you go where, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm bracing myself to be kind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, sure. you, when, a, when you hear that a friend does a thing that you're like, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. And then I heard Jordan rapping and it was like, Oh, it's actually good. And then I was like, I don't even have to lie about it. It's great. That's the best thing when you don't have to lie about someone being talented. <laughs> uh, so yeah. That's we're we're just all very talented. Natalie, I bet you're a great singer too. Oh, I'm not. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have like recorded myself because I'm like, oh, I think I've improved in my singing. Let me just like record myself and see. And that happened maybe like two months ago. And I was like, oh, no, I haven't improved. <laughs> Let's just well, keep that in the. <laughs> you don't need to be good at singing when you're this good at talking into a microphone just normally. You know it's what true. I'm saying? You just like, you know, but hold up Steven, that side. You of the do bargain. it all. I, I really don't. I don't sing. I, well, I don't <laughs> sing well. Um, but, you know, some genre of video games that I like to listen to the music from are RPGs. And I wouldn't necessarily say that a lot of RPGs have great Christmas music in them, but there are a lot yeah. of RPGs out there that do good winter stuff or feel appropriate for the winter in various ways. And that is kind of what we are talking about this week is our winter RPGs are our favorite games that are we had kind of left it open to interpretation, but basically games that either deal with wintry subject matter or just feel like things that we want to play during the winter. And we kind yeah. of just gave it up to ourselves to decide what that actually meant. So, yeah, open you've got like one person who lived in L.A. and one person <laughs> who was born in and grew up in South Florida. So you already know the vibes when we're talking about games that like you could play during the winter, but that are not necessarily winter settings. Uh, right. That was two thirds of, of the hosts. Uh huh. <laughs> two thirds of the hosts of this podcast don't know what the fuck snow is. So you know, seen it once in my life. Really? Yep. And that's I miss that's it. more than I would have. I miss her. Wow. Oh. That's what about you, John? Do you get a lot of snow? We did there. on Sunday, uh, this past week, we got three inches on Sunday, wow. which was wow. amazing. That's not um, nothing. That's not nothing. No, uh, it was enough that Anne made a little like bird snowman, which is really Ooh, cute. That's cute. Um, and um, I told the story on West Coast Office Hours, so apologies for folks who uh, haven't heard it. But the Ziggy, my dachshund, has never um, lived near snow uh, before. And I think he's maybe seen it once or twice in Austin, but it was never thick enough. And he's very low to the ground. So he has, <laughs> so he has to, he, when he goes outside to go pee, he has to, he has to dip his little pee pee into the snow. Oh, really no. But so I watched him do that and he was like, no, no thanks, y'all. No, thank you. I don't like this. And so I just, I don't know. I've been like laughing for days thinking about Ziggy having to do that. So a, oh, a tried no. and true wiener dog from yeah. tip to toe. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for bringing up penises on 99. <laughs> God, um, every week with this. Every Cyberpunk's week already this. done that for us. So <laughs> we're just sticking uh, with the times with the hot topics. God, aren't you glad we're not talking about that this week? We could have done that. We could have been have, like, oh. we could have been like, we got to do a cyberpunk. But you know what? We're, we don't chase the discourse you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. don't pay attention at all to the fact that we have a review podcast for that game coming out soon but we just don't chase it here in 99 <laughs> potions so you can hear a preview of that review podcast on this week's fan width where i just <laughs> could not contain my fucking ire for that game like jordan had to literally like pull me back from the brink like a goddamn oh like God. schoolyard bully about to beat the shit out of a nerd or something like that like he's had enough he's had enough <laughs> Cyberpunk is the oppressed nerd. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Dear gamers. Just like all nerds, it's completely performative and they're not actually oppressed in the slightest. Yeah. It's incredible. So, yeah. Winter games. <laughs> we're doing winter games, baby. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Natalie, you have the most complete notes out of any of us on this topic. So I thought you maybe do. we would start with you mm-hmm. and just ask you like a very broad, but also I think a poignant question, which is kind of like, what does a winter game mean to you? Um, It means like the season that I never got to see. Mm, yeah. So like sure. I have not, I have legitimately just not experienced winter more than maybe like a few times in my life when I went to Atlanta for school. Um, because like over here right now, I think, I think in the house it's maybe like 70 degrees and I have socks on and long pants and a long sleeved shirt because I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little chilly. Um, so, cause this, this new apartment that we moved to, which was, is literally just the apartment above the one that we used to live in for the last seven years. Um, it does not heat as well. So it's been like a, a little bit of a struggle. Um, I really like, uh, seeing Yennefer, for example, like she does like the biscuits on like the fleece blankets that I've been wearing Jennifer your cat your cat oh, yeah. yeah yes not the witcher's Jennifer I was so confused <laughs> yeah no 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 it's it Jennifer human woman Jennifer kind of curled up uh, which, by the way, big, big mood, big dream uh, for Unifer to just be slinking around <laughs> the room like it. a cat. I but, think uh, she deserves yeah, it. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yes, I met my cat. Um, so, yeah, so, like, for example, speaking of Yennefer, um, I have in here The Witcher 3, uh, Skellige, as one of my main, like, when I think about winters or winter settings in RPGs, it's, like, you know, like RPGs are just fantastical and they take you to these worlds that you do not know and that you're learning about for the first time. That's kind of me with winter in general, just because like I've just grown up in South Florida and our seasons are summer and slightly less hot summer (laughs) in the months of December, January, and February maybe at most. Um, So for me, it's even doubly like more fantastic to see a winter RPG setting. And when I think about that, I think about Skelga in The Witcher 3, which is also when you reunite with Yennefer um, after maybe like 100 hours of playing that game, depending on how many side quests you do. I did a lot of side quests. Um, But yeah, it's just such a beautiful environment. And I love taking so many pictures. I have so many screenshots of that game. Um, and I associate with Yennefer, of course, because after like however many hours you've done, uh, that's when Geralt, uh, moves from Novigrad and, uh, sails to Skalga. And that's when you really reunite with Yennefer. And that's when the game really picks up for me because uh, the stuff in Novigrad and the stuff with Triss, I, I find it all interesting, but it really gets back to the main story of finding Siri and, um, you know, just reuniting your family with Jennifer and her in that way. Like when you go back to Skellige. Uh, so yeah. I adore Skellige. Um, I also think about Undertale. Uh, it makes me want to replay it um, because Snowden is the first area that you see after uh, you uh, like, kill or don't kill (laughs) Toriel Um, (laughs) so uh, I mean whenever I think of 
winters and RPGs, the Snowden theme plays in my head. It's just like such a vivid memory. And I associate Undertale with with winter, especially because it, it the heart and soul of that game for me, a lot of it is um, the Skeleton Brothers, Sans and Papyrus. Um, but I, I do remember playing Undertale sort of during the winter. And it, it's just a, it, it's a game that makes my heart warm. And that's a really nice contrast to the chilliness of winter in places that aren't South Florida. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, Skellig is definitely a good one for me. Um, like Witcher 3 just has like a lot of European fantasy vibes, which like never ever get off, give off like warm weather vibes necessarily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you get over to Skellige, it's like very uh very wintry and you know the bars have big fireplaces and yeah they kind of set the stage with like you know i i you know i have skyrim on my list which is a really cheap one because it's just like all snow up there <laughs> oh sure yeah. um but it's like it still does the same thing of like the set dressing of like a lot of the the bars and inns and and houses will have like the hearth and all this stuff that like definitely makes you feel kind of uh, comfy, cozy, even if the stuff outside is not super welcoming. Right, though the uh, weather outside might be frightful. The, the weather outside is frightful. Inside yeah. is it's delightful. Uh, delightful. Yeah, and it's the, full the fire of ca- that you lit with your fire spell out of your left hand. <laughs> yeah, the, the the fire inside is so delightful, and it's uh, and my four hundred cabbages that I brought into my house <laughs> and dropped burn on something. the ground. Got to burn something. Um, yeah, so Skyrim kind of does that same thing for me. I mean, that's that's probably the cheapest one on my list in, in the sense of, um, you know, every environment is really pretty cold weather because it's a cold weather region in that sure. world. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone's uh, kind of, you know, uh, bundled up in that game uh, compared to the other Elder Scrolls games. So, and a wintry one. Uh, like in, I would say most video games, like most video games where you're like swapping up armor a whole lot. I think that like fur lining is basically the like pinnacle of fashion in RPGs, like a fur collar or something like that. Destiny just had this get added recently and like bundling up your character uh, in for the sake of the cold and stuff like that um, is always one of my just my favorite looks in a, in a video game uh, yeah. in that same way. Yeah. I agree with John because I played precisely maybe an hour of Skyrim. And so the mm. winter area <laughs> is the only yeah. thing that I saw. Yeah. That's pretty much the whole game. <laughs> That's pretty much the whole game. Like once you've seen that, it's like, um, yeah, I've, I've probably played, I don't know, 60, 70 hours of that game. The, the, the one, oh, there are a lot of knocks I can make to that game. But like the one definite thing is like nothing ever really looks different than the first 15 minutes of that game. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like on one hand, it's like, well, it's d- it definitely is supposed to be a region that has like yeah. these set places and these kind of set. Um, I shouldn't say that everything looks exactly the same. There are a couple of cities that, that look a little bit different, but like, well, they like also they put out that DLC, right? Where you go to Morrowind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's DLC. I, I never played any of that shit, so I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but like the, one one thing I would definitely say is like you go to the uh, the magic school in uh skyrim and that's like that's like very far north and it is um 
I don't know, just really, there's like a town at the foot of the castle and it's like always like blizzard conditions. It's not, you know, it never really clears up. It's always just super snowy and it definitely kind of puts you in, in the mood if, uh, if that kind of thing, you know, like taking a journey through the snow is kind of a fun um, a fun thing for me because, you know, it's something that I don't really experience. I lived in LA, I lived in Texas, but three inches of snow we got last week was like the most I've seen in a grip. So yeah, definitely. I don't know. It, it, it definitely puts you in a, puts me in a, in a specific frame of mind, which is nice for the winter. Does yeah. anyone else share that? I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but just the pleasure of being an RPG character and wearing extremely skimpy clothing in the winter and that mm. a game doesn't acknowledge it at all. Sure. I love yeah. it. Like you're getting away with something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like some friends of mine, like one of my friends, um, like for Final Fantasy fourteen, if she goes into a cold area, she has like glamours for mm -hmm. a cold area that she'll switch into like her winter gear. And I'm just like, nope. Bikini, nope. <laughs> like titties out, like all of it. Like I'm just like in a cutscene, and it's so funny to see my character just wearing like booty shorts and like a crop top <laughs> as people are interacting in this winter wonderland, and she's just vibing. Yeah, just vibing. I do like to do a little bit of that. Um, the most recent or the only expansion for Monster Hunter World is all ice themed. Iceborne. And yeah, Iceborne. And because of that game's like really robust layered armor system, and I like to make a lot of different fashion styles and whatnot, but I don't necessarily switch them out based on area that I'm going to because that would just get too old too quickly. So I definitely see a little bit of that sometimes. But yeah. as I said, I really like big, bulky, fur lined, high collared, that kind of stuff a lot of the time, too. So I do get to see a little bit of that uh, in that world. There's a really, really good armor set that they introduced not too long ago that is specifically an armor set that you build based on an ice themed monster ice like Frostfang Baryoth uh, that gives you this just really cool looks like it fell out of Dark Souls 2 looking wolf masks that made out of like plate mail and it has that fur lining but it goes all the way down like a biker jacket it's very cool I love that look that is cool um, I, I also like a lot of games where they acknowledge Christmas and not, not just Christmas, the holidays and the seasons are a thing and not just yeah. like we're in winter world. You yeah, know, it, sure. it'll be like things change over time. Um, I've been playing through I'm about 160 hours in now. <laughs> Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> <laughs> the guffaws start immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am in the like last little bit of that game that all takes place around New Year's and Christmas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I always liked that in not just Persona 5 Royal, but also Persona like three and four as well, where mm -hmm. those things, um, where the seasons change over time and whatnot. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I like uh, that they acknowledge the holidays and stuff like that. You know, you end up learning a little bit of different things, or at least I have by virtue of things like... Um, in Japan, Christmas, I believe, is more of a couple's holiday than it is like a big, you know, family get together type thing. Sure. So in those games, it's always where you like end up hanging out with your love interests uh, at the very end and whatnot. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. It's funny because when we were talking about this episode, I the first thing I actually thought of was the Persona series. Um, 
But then I was like, but it's not really like, it's not winter because we go through all the seasons in those games. But it, I guess it speaks to to missing, like being able to go outside a lot and experiencing the seasons. Like we've just gone through an entire year of hopefully trying to stay inside as much as possible. And yeah. it, it just, it, it's a longing that I didn't really expect to have. And so like, I, I think there is, I can see so much appeal in playing Persona five royal right now for a lot of reasons but especially because we are missing those um seasonal Social changes game. yeah like that that sense that time is progressing if there's if i could like sort of encapsulate the quarantine experience it's just like feeling like you're stuck in time like there's no like yeah like, like finally i think goodness like the vaccine has just come to the u.s and like we're gonna see if it works and whatnot but like I'm very skeptical about those things. I'm always like, well, t- until I see it and believe, I'll believe it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and even if it does work, like, it's not like you and I are going to, you know, see the actual beneficial effects of that for like six months to a year. You right, know? exactly. <laughs> and it's not like everyone will be using right, the vaccines. Right, other people. Yeah. Um, so, and, like, that just makes me think of, yeah, just there's just a sense of reward in that you get in a video game where you know that time is progressing because that's been sort of my experience like I think on I think on Monday I was like oh my god it's Friday mommy and my mom was like yeah and then <laughs> we were like wait <laughs> so it's like but is it though <laughs> but is it though so it's just like I it's it's so hard to feel like there's gonna be like a future to look forward to and there's a disorienting present and just the whole looking back on this year is it can be pretty difficult so there's such an appeal in the like visible changes that you see in persona and also i feel like in every persona game it kind of reaches the climax around december Mm -hmm. or like the new year especially and christmas like almost every game i think it's literally the uh, the original Persona Five, not Royal, but the like the mm-hmm. last boss happens on Christmas Eve in that game. Right, 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 right. And then I think of Persona Three and the whole um, the stuff with like Junpei and like Nyx and all those things. Yeah, um, God, we need to do a Persona Three episode one we day. Do that happens around winter, and I I do when I think about Persona Three, which is my favorite one in the series. I do think about that specific time. I think about like going on, is it like white chocolate day or something? White day? White yeah. day, yeah, uh, with Yukari, my bae. Uh, and yeah, I always think about the best moments in that game really happening around that time, like when the game yeah. really gets really good for me. And it's, it's kind of uh, tangential to it, I guess, but... You know, similar to how we are, you know, normally stuck inside during the winter a lot of the time, it's a nice change of pace to have a game that is largely, you know, as gamified as it is. It's a game about 
interacting with people and doing stuff with them. And a lot of JRPGs are that, you know, a lot of JRPGs are about the power of the party and about the power of like the team coming together collectively and fighting a great evil or whatever. And Persona gamifies it more by introducing confidants or social links, depending on which game you're playing. And it's nice combined with the problem of like quarantine and stuff to have a game where you are just going out to the movies or to do this one thing or going fishing and hanging out with people and seeing people. I was I like just talking to you, Natalie, right before um, this podcast recording. Mm -hmm. It was just like uh, feeling a little bit in a funk these last couple of days, this last week or so. And I'm starting to remember that, like, I get to be this way when I don't see people for a long period of time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's something that Nikki and I have actually talked about a lot of just like you were both feeling like pretty you know, uh, fried, I guess yeah. I would say, just kind of like um, really, you know, kind of like a frayed wire. And I, I just feel like we're all kind of dealing with not really seeing anyone, which mm-hmm. I think is a, a problem for a lot of folks. So yeah, like, especially these JRPGs that really um, like, I don't know, I'll only speak for myself. Cause like, I know the holidays are not, you know, always a, a pleasant thing for folks, mm-hmm. but right. like, for, yeah. for me, um, the, the persona view of kind of ending on this crescendo around the holiday season mimics kind of my own kind of viewpoint of like the year of like, mm. you know, I feel, I feel like the holiday season is usually a crescendo of some kind. If, sure. If it's yeah. Something exciting happening or it's just a culmination of a lot of things that I'm doing throughout the year kind of ending and obviously the new beginning of a, a new year, um, like a lot of stuff happens just around this time uh, while we're also trying to step away from the things that we are normally doing for a week or two uh, if we if we can. So, yeah, it feels it feels right, you know, that that the Persona games kind of usually frame the holiday season as a climax of some kind to me. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what other games? I mean, we, I mentioned Monster Hunter uh, just a moment ago. I love games and this goes for multiple seasons, but I think Christmas is maybe the most like used of a lot of these is uh, I love games that have seasonal events that either release like an expansion, you know, Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare did for Christmas or for, for Halloween rather yeah, not too long ago. Right. Um, but like now that we've gotten more and more live games, um, we see a lot more games doing winter themed events where it's like they will literally change the scenery of the game or costumes yeah. that characters wear. And yeah. uh, Monster Hunter does that like for each season. They have a spring one, a fall one, a summer one and a winter one. And they change characters costumes. They change the entire like uh, area that you walk around in to make it all themed. They give you a bunch of armor that you can farm and wear that looks very cool. And yeah. then you can then take that throughout the rest of the year and do whatever you want with it. I love that. It also yeah. feels like, I mean, if we're talking about like spending time with people, it's not the same as like getting out and seeing people, seeing people. Mm-hmm. But when you do that in online games, it gives everybody that you are playing online with a thing to rally around kind of an excuse to get together and sure. experience some of that like holiday festivity sense yeah. in a little bit of a way, which I like. Yeah. For sure. I can expect yeah, I to too. see, because usually in Final Fantasy fourteen, the gathering grounds for most players is Limsa Lominsa, mm-hmm. but I could expect to see a lot of people in Ishgard, which is where Heaven's Ward takes place, um, yeah. which is the first expansion. Um, it's like a really cold winter, gorgeous area. Um, 
I miss it. I miss Heaven Sword. Heaven Sword was so good. Uh, <laughs> and so I can expect to see people there and I can expect them. I, I love seeing the impromptu concerts that uh, people will hold, especially mm. like like they'll just get their, um, like the bards will get their instruments out and then everyone just sort of gathers at a plaza. And I have had the experience before where, uh, my friends and I just sat in front of someone who was dressed as Mario and they were playing <laughs> <laughs> they were playing just a bunch of songs and they took our requests and so they played like at one point they played uh Undertale like Sans theme at one point they played um Melodies M- Melodies of Life from Final Fantasy 9 it was just so it, it spreads a lot of warmth in people's hearts especially now that so many people I'm seeing an increasing amount of people like on my feed and just in my general circles having to come to terms with the fact that they will not be able to visit family this year. And I think that is something that is really affecting people and getting them down. Um, I have the privilege of living with my parents. So um, and we don't, you know, I'm just, I, I just stick to my immediate family. We don't tend to do family gatherings. Oh, sure. Um, so it's not something I'm missing out on, but like, I'm thinking of everyone who, who lives far away from their parents and who uses this time to connect with them and see them and spend time with them before we go back to the capitalist hellscape that is our, <laughs> <laughs> that our daily lives um, we never left baby yeah it just looks different yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm i'm thinking about those people and the the sort of the pool of communities co- communities like that like in final fantasy 14 or monster hunter or things like that i i'm sorry i can't get the image out of my head of this person dressed Mario. like Mario <laughs> yeah. playing music. I love in, in my my personal new fanfic that I just wrote in my head. That person would be like, "All right, does anybody have any requests?" And everybody would be like, "Yeah, play Megalovania from Undertale." And he's like, "All right." And That's then no matter what people what request, did. oh yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> what, literally, no matter what they request, he just plays either Fever or Chill from Doctor Mario, and it's like, "All right, <laughs> yeah. here's here's Freebird," and then just like fucking plays the Doctor Mario um, music at one point, instead. Because uh, at the time we were, my friends and I, we rotate multiplayer games. So at the time we were playing a lot of Friday the 13th. So oh. one of my friends asked him, hey, can you do the Friday the 13th theme? And he, and yeah. And he was just like, dun, 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 dun. It, was just, it was so funny. I absolutely have screenshots of that moment. And it was just uh. such a wonderful little evening. Just everyone sitting together, like strangers came and asked for songs. And then when we recognized them, it was like, oh, and it's like, you know, it's kind of like a a little casual Christmas carol sort of thing, especially if you don't like Christmas carols, like those sort of communal events where you get to share music and the experience of participating in it is especially appealing right now. And it, it's becoming more and more of a thing across games. It's like Final Fantasy fourteen does that, and I think that's one of the most high-profile versions. Warframe also does that same thing. They added the ability to... They added, like, an entire, like, sequencer into that game where you can program in your own songs and, like, pre-play them in a Guitar Hero minigame type thing, and people love to do that sort of thing. And that is also a game that has seasonal events in the same uh, sense as, like, a Monster Hunter. Not to the same, like, degree, I don't think, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, they do some stuff here and there, which is really fun. Here we y'all yeah. make me think about how I need to play Warframe. Yeah. Oh, Natalie, 
I'm just trying to feel mm. it's intentional. Just because every week, it's just, I get a reminder, I really should play Warframe. Natalie, the story beat, we got to do something with the story. Like, we've been threatening to do this forever, like a spoiler cast for Warframe at some point. Natalie, if you get through that, you would fucking adore the big plot twist in Warframe, which oh we, we could talk about later, too. But God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. John, I get the f- sense that you're not a huge live game player all the time. Not a big live game player, but like a, a game that I really, really like that does those things because it's attached to a in-game calendar that actually moves is uh, Steven's favorite game, Shinmu. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. A- buckle it up for my uh, for some discourse about my good, good friend, <laughs> Rio. Listen, Shinmu is a great winter game because it takes place mostly in December and January. Mm. Uh, you're in Yokosuka, which is like a suburb of Tokyo. Um, and it's by, it's by a naval base and some docks. So like, it's kind of like a, a chilly vibe anyway. Um, and everyone runs on a calendar, um, you know, it, a real, uh, sense of like when people work and when they don't. God, I and, wish that was me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, like even the buses have a schedule, like the buses run on a certain schedule, blah, 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 blah. Um, this becomes, relevant to me um in terms of like how you're really driving home the wintry holiday theme when you creep up toward the 25th of december where that week uh uh, the dobuita street which like is one of the busiest streets in the game and also in yokosuka um actually decorates for christmas with a lot of like lights oh that's cool and yeah they hang up a bunch of stuff people's work schedules change um to your point about the couples thing like a lot of the vibe around that is just like making sure that you and nozomi who's your love interest in this game are kind of reconnecting after some distance between you um and it's just a lot of nice um a lot of just like nice imagery it's the, the snowfall in that game is kind of pleasant um, the music is like pretty chill. So it's this kind of comfy, cozy vibe. You have your own house, uh, yeah. at wow. the top of a hill that has a beautiful yard when it snows, it's really nice. You can go inside and play on a game console in a room, which, you know, feels very wintry to me. Mm. So like, there's just a lot of like, uh, deliberate, um, comfy, cozy vibes in this game about, um, uh, asking where sailors are and stuff like that. Um, and fighting this weird little goblin man who shows fighting, up 17 times. Fighting a goblin man who you find out is actually Santa Claus. So it's oh. really just, uh, no, you actually don't. But uh, I was going to um, say, this is so disorienting as someone who has not played Shen. No, <laughs> no. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I think, you know, in conversations change around that week. And, and I think, you know, when a game has an internal clock that's based on, real world uh events it, it it definitely puts me in that frame if it takes place around a certain date and and that's definitely a winter game for me i give shenmu a lot of shit because i think it's funny uh yeah. to do that i mean listen it's not a perfect game <laughs> <laughs> uh but i do like b- the one thing i actually like in retrospect really appreciate about shenmu is that i actually have developed in the last like you know pff, 
five years or so, like a real appreciation for slice of life stuff. And yeah. that's just not something you see in video games, much less an entire video no. game that's almost like 90% built around just slice of life living like that. And that's actually no. a really cool element of Shenmue to me. Yeah, I I, I joke that like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Shenmue is the game uh, Yakuza wishes it was. Like, I, <laughs> I, I say that a lot, but like really uh, Yakuza is, is one of those weird things where they're a step away from adding those specific elements to make it this mm. like such a such a specific slice of life thing. And I think the reason they don't is because like so many of their mini games and side activities take up so much time that it would probably just like constantly throw off the idea of anyone having like a, a schedule or anything like that. So like right. I get why they don't. They decided to t- strip that stuff out of the Shinmu formula and turn it into something that's debatably more fun, uh, which I <laughs> which I get. Um but it's like, you know, sometimes I look at Yakuza and I go, "Oh, they're like one step away from this being something that really evokes that slice of life thing." Yeah. Which like it does in a lot of ways, actually. Like there are real slice of life elements in those games, but uh, attaching things to a clock and a schedule and having uh, seasons pass and things like that. That's one of those things that, that, that team and that company, you know, did really uh, well with the first Shinmu and then got away from it because like nobody fucking liked it or played it or, <laughs> or anything like that. But uh, uh, that's not true. A lot of people liked it. I mean, oh, I, absolutely. I still love it, but it just was, way too much of an under- undertaking to really do again. And the bummer about that series is that like, I really, I don't know, whatever. I can't, I can't talk about my fucking fix in, of Shinmu, but it's like <laughs> fantasy book but Shenmue. It, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I, I really wish that game had just kind of like stayed as a quiet slice of life, murder mystery solver in mm. 1980s Japan. And instead what two and three do is it gets totally away from that. It, it strips those vibes like out of the game and and it those aren't really wintry games for me but the first one is most definitely uh, a winter favorite of mine you might really like specifically persona 4 john yeah i've heard that um <laughs> yeah i've i've still really i've played three and five and skipped four so interesting um, yeah i should I should. I I own it on Steam. Uh, yeah, with the golden thing. I don't own a Vita, so. Well, that's your mistake. That's my mistake. I, that's not true. I do. I don't know where the power cable is. Oh. So. I don't um, own a Vita, so. That's also your mistake. But then again, you weren't born when the Vita was out, so. <laughs> it makes a little bit more sense. You'd have to go track down a used one, so. That's very true. Uh, but but Persona Four takes place in the specifically takes place in the countryside, whereas three uh, and five yeah. take place in cities. And so did yeah. one and two, but nobody talks about one and two because I'm the <laughs> only person who cares about those games. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, four is a much more relaxed thing. It is literally a murder mystery. You are trying to track down a killer in in a small town of Yasuo Inaba. Uh, throughout that game and has much more of a relaxed vibe. And I think there is something that both Shenmue and Persona get right about games with like a, both a, a seasonal bent to them and also just like games that are about social interaction, which is that there has to be stakes to this time that you spend with characters because in both of those games, you know, time is literally a factor. Time passes. You can only right. do things on certain times or whatever. So you have to think about who am I going to spend time with, you know, at this point? Because if I choose to go hang out with this person, I'm not going to be able to go do this instead. And right. depending on, you know, how deep you are into those games, that might mean you never get to do that. 
And that adds a certain like weight to the stuff that is much more interesting, which is maybe getting away from like the specific topic of winter games. But, um, you know, no, but like like chill games really chill scratch games. that itch for me. You totally. Know? So, um, yeah, grindy games, chill games like those are pretty good for for winter for me. So I think that's a good suggestion. I should try it out. Yeah. Do, do y'all think you gravitate towards the winter setting like like when you're playing video games in the winter, do you chase that winter setting in your video games or do you prefer to do the exact opposite and play tropical sort of or like RPGs that take place in tropical settings or that have a totally different uh, vibe just to make you feel like you're closer to summer or closer to uh, more, I guess, like just happier sort of season. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, I don't normally like tropical vibes games actually do. I see. I'm a weirdo. So I, (laughs) I, I like, um, when I, when I like the, I, I, an ideal vacation I took last winter was to Seattle. Like I lean, I lean into it. Mm-hmm. so you know like i my brain works faster when I, I feel like it works faster when it's kind of gloomy outside oh. I, I genuinely think i have like i don't think it's that i don't have any sort of seasonal di- uh, affective disorder i think it's like flipped for me because when i i would get into a situation in los angeles where it would be oppressively sunny for like <laughs> for like literally like literally a hundred days in a row yeah I would start, I would start to go, man, this fucking sucks. Like I would start to get kind of, kind of in my head, the way that, um, I don't know when I've read about it, seasonal affective disorder kind of affects folks, but just kind of, kind of in the, the other way. So like, I would always try to make it maybe a little bit darker in my room or like, you know, whatever. (laughs) So when it's, it's, it's weird, but it's like the coziness of having it kind of be gloomy and dim with a lot of light to combat that feeling makes me feel very good. And if I walk outside and it's oppressively sunny, um, I actually kind of feel a little more like bummed out. I'm like, um, I'm like Birdman or whatever, but the opposite. Um, <laughs> yeah you don't photosynthesize you right. like i don't know video 100%. synthesize yeah 100 percent. so uh there is there are few feelings to me that are as like viscerally pleasant as being cold and then wrapping myself up in a blanket and getting oh, warm sure. or having yeah. a cat curl up between my feet because he likes to my cat ramba likes to when if i if i'm wearing a blanket on the couch and i prop my feet up on the table he likes to jump into my blanket where my feet are on the table and sleep between my feet um, in his little cave. Uh Uh-huh. Cute, cute, cute. And, like, you just don't get that. I don't get the, at least I don't, I don't get the same sensation from, like, cooling down when I'm hot. That feels more like a relief. This feels like comfort. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. What about you, Natalie? What do you chase? Ah, God. I, I chase the warmth. I, for as much as I would want to see snow again and I really do and I, I I do prefer living in Atlanta where I can actually feel the seasons especially yeah. because the fall is my favorite season and you just don't really get that in Florida like I said you get you just get summer and slightly less warm summer during the winter 
Um, but I chase the warmth because I hate the cold. Uh, yeah. I have no <laughs> tolerance for it. There's the people who, you know, because they haven't really seen much of the winter, they chase it. Um, I think that, John, you're probably one of those yeah. people. I sure. cower from it. Um, so I I always am chasing the warmth. For me, the sort of like the comfort of like wrapping myself up in a blanket during the cold, like there is a sense of comfort, but for me, I'm also just shivering. And the moment that I step <laughs> out of like, like for example, like there is, there are few feelings worse than having to wake up early to go to class during the winter and being all warm and snuggling your bed and knowing that you have to get out of it <laughs> mm, to go to yeah. like no, that does suck. some yeah, really, really shitty does. class yeah. at like 8 a.m. Yeah. Like fucking sucks, y'all. Yeah. So I lead into the warmth. I chase it. I I always tell people, because most people, especially here, um, like – I'll ask if they'd rather be freezing or like burning up and everyone's like, yeah, I'd rather just like be freezing. Cause then you can just warm yourself up. And I'm right. like, yeah, but no, but like you're shivering and it's like, like when I shiver, I get sleepy and like when I'm really cold, I get sleepy and I just, huh. I don't feel motivation to do anything, at least with the heat. Like I feel like if I drink a lot of water or like a cold beverage or something like that, like I'll, regulate my temperature but with the cold i have to wear all these layers and look like a penguin and it's so funny yeah so I, just, funny. I feel like it's the opposite for me because yeah. like there's nothing there's no amount of spreading out and drinking a cold drink that yeah. i can i can do to like especially if it's hot at night mm -hmm. like if i'm yeah. if i'm like trying to sleep and i'm just like as spread out as can be above the covers uh, I'm just like, man, this is fucking miserable, but, <laughs> right. uh huh. but I, if, if it's cold in there, which like we sleep with it pretty cold in our house, um, like you're kind of just like under the comforter and you're yeah. like, you're like, Ooh, but then it just makes it more painful when you have to leave. Heat. Wait, say what? It's more painful when you have to leave. See, I've done this trick where, um, I have a partner who, <laughs> Yeah, she I should got to that get up and fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I think I think really this has to do with just like the grift of having a a, a long term partner is just like that. The purpose of that person is to get up and adjust the heat before you get out of bed. I literally Anne is an angel and a saint, and she doesn't. I don't deserve her at all. Uh, she literally set up the space heater in the bathroom the other morning before I went into the bathroom. Wow! I was like, I'm like, it's freezing in here. Will you please <laughs> so, a space heater? And she was just like, God, you're such a baby, but she did it anyway. Um, literally, and, what yeah. else are partners for? Like, I mean, cutting your hair else? in quarantine is what I've wow, learned. Wow, yeah, that that's one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> As I've like watched myself turn more and more into cousin it from the Adams family, uh, and seeing <laughs> yeah. everybody being like, "Oh yeah, I just got my partner to cut it." It's like, yeah, but you fucking did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But anyway, yeah, I when I when I look at winter games, you know, there are games that like really don't uh, latch onto that wintry vibe. Uh, but just kind of latched onto my nostalgia center because I played them during the winter. And then there are ones that I kind of chase because they're wintry. So sure. I, there's a little bit of a mix of both for me. 
for me, I think like circling back to like the grindy RPG stuff that you had mentioned, John, I have such a really good memory of I don't do like you, Natalie. I don't do a lot of stuff with big family anymore. But there Mm -hmm. was a time where uh, my grandmother on my mother's side was like very much the matriarch of the family for many, many years before she passed away. And Mm -hmm. everybody would go and just pile into her house um, in the uh, countryside. They uh, ran a farm for many, many years. And that had a big fireplace downstairs. It had upstairs, like, tons of rooms because there was, like, a family of nine children or whatever. And I have these very distinct memories of bringing, like the DS remakes of the Dragon Quest games on my DS or whatever. Like, good grindy games that had been, like, that were older than, you know, what I was used to playing, but because they were portable now, I could just take them with me. There was no internet out there. There was like no cable. So all I got to do is just sit around while family was talking and sit in front of the fireplace, play video games that I could beat like three Dragon Quest games in like a three day weekend. That kind of experience is such a cozy thought for me, like in retrospect yeah. at this point that I kind of miss. I miss having <laughs> big family get togethers, not because I want to go see my family, but because there is something about <laughs> (laughs) being disconnected in a way that like lets me reconnect with like this kind of older style of game uh, Mm -hmm. that is really interesting to me yeah that's honestly yeah that's a really specific one but I I get (laughs) it yeah like I definitely have memories of just like um, you know bringing like a portable a portable game player or I don't know sneaking into my room or, or someone else's room to like play stuff that I might not normally play um but because I'm kind of escaping from that whole mess, I'm doing it. And yeah, reconnecting with something is is something that I definitely associate with uh, with this uh, season. So, yeah. Yeah. As someone who's still a student um, and I will be turning 24 in 13 days from oh, today. Wow. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah, thank thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Jordo. Uh, I still associate, I think it will be some time before I stop associating um, like a specific time slot uh, in winter, especially December, where it's the winter break um, from school. And so I have one coming up, like once I finish this essay that I have to turn in tomorrow. I think I'll have like a month without school. And so I still associate winter with ah no school for like at least a, a short period yeah. of time. And so one of my fondest memories for sure is um, I a friend of mine bought me The Witcher 3 at, like the night that it won uh, the game of the year at the Game Awards like several years ago. And so... I just I have so many fond memories of that particular winter break because I would just I would get up and I would play The Witcher 3 and I would fall asleep and then I'd wake up and I'd oh. do it all over again. And that was so <laughs> cozy to me, like just being able to recharge on my own, especially as an introvert. It's so valuable to me and spending that sort of intimate time where I'm like, I'm not worried about school. I'm not worried about work or something else that I immediately have to get to. There's sort of like this very small but existent pause there that I that I can play a game like that and grind things out and not feel guilty about it. Because The Witcher 3 is, it's not like a game where you grind, but you just have to do a lot. 
So yeah. you have to do a lot. There's yeah, a lot of checklisty true. stuff in it, you know. Yeah. In a, but like, you know, one of the things that game does so well is it makes the checklist not feel like a checklist. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It. You know what? Some would say that game really good world building and just kind of like uh, <laughs> storytelling and writing and. I wonder what that team's up to now. Like, what if I, because whatever their next thing is, I bet it's a fucking banger. Oh, yeah. 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 That oh kind of skill, God. that reputation that they had built over the course of like 15 years. Yeah. Remember, remember how they almost single handedly brought out the concept of Eurojank and like kind of like swept totally. that away? Totally. Yeah. Wow. I can't, yeah. I can't fucking wait to see what they're going to do next. Before I got um, on this podcast, I was like, there's no fucking way we're not. Just gonna <laughs> that we're not gonna say some shit like this. About I just can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. Uh, that review podcast gonna be litty. Uh, it's gonna yeah. It's gonna be. I yeah, would so be, be on it because I have some complicated thoughts, especially about Judy, who's like one of my favorite characters. We'll get, now, we'll get you on it. We're yeah. doing it. So no, but I, I haven't. I haven't played it. I've I've watched. You a watched lot it of though. It. You watched it though. But like Let's the most. Boring parts, which I mean, I know it isn't saying much. <laughs> no, um, that's everything. That's the whole game. The game doesn't <laughs> change. Nothing is different in that game. They try to say. But I will, I will be eagerly listening because that is going to be <laughs> yeah. like whenever I think of cyberpunk, I just think of Nikki's fucking video <laughs> where he just like lets out a witch cackle. Over the glitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. really good. Uh, yes, really I was watching a compilation. Like, for all the trouble this game has given me, after years of being harassed over it, after years of having to put up with every fucking trailer that was like either racist or misogynist or just like really fuck or transphobic <laughs> sure. or annoying, I at least I get two things. One, I get Judy Alvarez, which really complicated. Sorry for if you hear my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, really complicated. But on the other hand, and much less complicated, the utter joy of seeing like the most ridiculous bugs and glitches. Oh yeah, and just good I mean, honestly, good bugs. Someone posted one that was just like walking outside, and then they just like see in the distance something kind of like, fly <laughs> up in the air, and it's just a full ass car. Oh my god! Is it the is like, it the Hulk one? Whirled at them from nowhere. Is it and is like, it the one on Reddit that's like, oh, I made Hulk angry in my game? Oh, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> oh, seen that. But it's not like, my favorite one. But it that sounds like it. And it's like, <laughs> it like, well like he was, get, like I'll the person that. gives money to a homeless person and then they walk away and then there's a car that's just hurled at them from like oh my God, nowhere. Incredible. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's hurled from like a, a great distance, like across like, a bay, like across some yeah. like water, <laughs> like body of water. And I'll say this. I'll say this, and then we have to move on. But I'll say this, like, like that is the 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 vibe I wanted from that game was literally that like, oh, some really powerful weird people are at you, so yeah. they will hurl a car at you from across the map. Like, but no, that's the kind of thing I was like, yeah, that's a if that's a choice. Hell yeah, but no, of course, it was just a bug. But uh, No, because everything in that, well, no, we'll get back to it. That's my favorite one along with, okay, let me just say this one. There's one that there's like really intense, like hardcore techno music playing while you're in battle. And then like you're shooting at this enemy and then they just like start like rotating and just like (laughs) flying in the air. (laughs) It's so funny. And then there's this other one where the motorcycle just like flips backward 
endlessly and it flips backward into the stairs of like <laughs> I, we're stopping there but like <laughs> that's i mean it's just incredible stuff i um, i just want to say my favorite bug that i've encountered real sure. real quick sorry yes of course i know no, we just on. said we'd move on no but no, go right. on. mine so far is that um i was like doing like this big scene where it's like okay you got to go back into the back room and go talk to this fixer she runs this whole part of town or whatever and it's a very serious moment and i go in there and i talk to her and uh in addition to like her having like a cell phone that is just like slowly floating in front of her face and like rotating through the air <laughs> throughout the entire conversation I was having with her about like this very serious business that's going on random people from uh like just the streets would just keep running into her room like piling into the room uh and then cowering on the ground on the floor with no like reaction whatsoever and just like every f- 15 seconds a new person would be like oh my god and come sprinting in and like sit down next to her on the floor covering their head as if they were trying to protect themselves from debris it was incredible oh my god which if which again if that's a choice inspired but it's not <laughs> we know it's not we know it's no, not a of choice. course not so. of course not anyway. <sighs> um one of one of the games that and uh, this will probably be the last one i bring up but like um one that really combines i think both uh sensibilities uh natalie of like kind of seeking the the warmth and also seeking the cold is final fantasy 10 which is a mm-hmm. a a journey from the tropical climates of uh Besaide and a lot of the surrounding like water areas uh all the way north to Xanarkin, which is now a barren uh kind of wasteland north of Gagazet, which is like a very wintry place. And that kind of mimics some of the uh the feelings of like having a full year of like, okay, um, you know, it's a crescendo kind of at the end of this like wintry place, and that feels uh, you know, that feels very feels wintry to me, but it's mm-hmm. also kind of connected to my nostalgia brain because that is the game that I lied to my best friend about not, you know, waiting to play uh, until he got into town from his winter break. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely wait for you to do that. And I played it for like 25 hours without telling him uh, and then lied, lied my ass off every time he would play a section of it. Go like, well, I haven't seen this before. Or you know, like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, so I just have, I have a lot of like, nostalgia connected to the game, oh my God. Uh, both both in pleasant and kind of uh, humorously unpleasant ways. So, um, yeah, but, I always uh, associate yeah, that's, that's one for with uh, Besaid. I just always yeah. think about mm, that. And sure, I also included a Final Fantasy on here because, of course, I included Final Fantasy VI, that opening, opening where yeah. you're Terra on the Magitax and it's like Snow is just oppressive and it's so dark and hopeless because she, you know, she's being transported to this place and she's essentially like a tool for this army. Like the vibes, you know, you know, the right. vibes of being transported <laughs> to a town serving as a tool for an empire you know the vibes mm-hmm. yeah of course <laughs> and as that Some music plays the terra theme vibes yeah no, that's a good one and the and honestly like the snow the snow in that game um in that in that opening listen it doesn't it doesn't hold up in the technical sense but like <laughs> in in what it's trying to accomplish it still holds up like it's a very like a chilly kind of area mm-hmm. and it, it works lonely well for me. desolate just yeah like really foreboding yeah for sure i love it love that well do we love to call this a podcast let's call this a podcast let's, let's call it a it. podcast it's uh 99 potions that's the name
oh wow we got in one i can't believe it yeah it took no conversation whatsoever to come up with that one we're really good at naming podcasts uh we're gonna to be maybe fair, like, we, we named that pretty quick though we did yeah, name we this did one, name that one like john quick. came yeah. up with it and we were just immediately yeah, like it was pretty oh, good God, that yeah. was so good yeah, that's incredible honestly that's the best like i i i uh completely sold my soul uh th- that one time to the devil for one good uh podcast name and then the rest of them have been pretty bad but yeah uh, this one was pretty good so one is better than zero it's true yeah well this has not been episode zero of 99 potions this was episode 25 been thank Woo. you for listening to our <laughs> quarter centennial podcast <laughs> is that what it's called you, natalie you know how you said i'm good at everything well knowing the <laughs> names of phrases is not one of them but I am named Steven Strum. You can find me on Twitter at, at Steven Strum. Where can people find you, John? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Floppy Adult. Where can people find you, Natalie? On Twitter at Hardy Misa. That's heart I M C. No, wait. Heart I M E C I A. I always mess up my own Twitter name. It's a sign that I should just never get on Twitter ever just never again. never tweet? No. Nope. Oh, God, what a fucking mood. I wish and- it was me. You can find our wonderful producer who we talked about at the beginning of this episode at at Jordan underscore Mallory on Twitter. Uh, you can also send us some messages here at podcast at fanbyte.com. Uh, we finally ended up reading that one that we had been sitting on <laughs> for way did. too long last week. Yeah. Uh, but if you have any more questions, comments, concerns, any sort of thing like that, anything cool that you just want to share, podcast at fanbyte.com. That goes to all of the different shows, which you can find at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. And uh, finally, our Twitter for our website itself, which is one of the best ways to keep up to date with all the different things that we are doing in the mm-hmm. podcast world or in the text-based world is Fanbyte Media on Twitter. <sighs> now that we've, you know, sidled up by the fireplace, we've uh, escaped the cold outside, we, we're sitting down, we've pulled on our blankets, we've got our comforters, we've got our cats in our laps, we've got our <laughs> we've dogs at our we've- heels. We've donned our gay apparel for sure. We've donned our gay <laughs> apparel. Uh, I think it's time to get ourselves a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a treat. A little bit of like some, maybe some hot cocoa, maybe some coffee, mm-hmm. you know, something warm mm. to kind okay. of like fill that belly or whatever. Are there something warm potions? Like, the, probably. Yeah, I think there are warm yeah, potions. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Do you think that if you chug a health potion in a video game, is it just warm, room temperature? Yes. Okay. I've always assumed yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe like the magic within it, um, you know, maybe granted it some other properties or whatever. Well, Actually, maybe it's chemistry, right? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's find out for ourselves real quick let's by taking out. a big old. Mine's, mine's frozen. Mine's frozen in the cup. Thank you.